Hey everybody, welcome to the Whiskey Geeks. My name is Tim. And I'm Alex, and we're two brothers on a quest to finally talk about season three of The Mandalorian. Tim, how are you doing? Not too bad. I forget how to podcast. Uh, yeah, what is a Whiskey uh, Geek again? I have no idea what we're doing. Apparently it's somebody <laughs> who... Once every few months, we hop on a nice little chat to talk to each other about everything that we've missed because <laughs> it takes forever in between episodes because life. Yeah, and then we always promise that we're getting back into it more oh. regularly, and then it uh, is another six weeks before another episode comes up. But hey, thanks for downloading, everybody. Uh, and that's why we're going to batch record tonight, so we've got a couple in the shoot. Yay, and um, sorry for everybody, everybody. I've we've had a couple of comments on the YouTube about like, are you guys alive? I, I miss you, do more whiskey reviews. So I swear they're coming, I swear. This time I actually mean it, I swear. There's but anyway. So many bottles. There's so many bottles, It's we have to do so much. I guess such a privileged what a problem. white person thing to say, I've got too much whiskey that I haven't reviewed yet. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Speaking of whiskey, before we get into Star Wars, what are you drinking tonight, sir? Um, because a uh, little, uh, I, I guess this would be a tease, because we're going to be talking about uh, maybe a George Lucas prop draft later, Ooh. I'm drinking the Rogers Hidden Treasures oh, uh, fun. bottle. So the this is the Campbelltown, the secret Campbelltown uh, blended malt coming in at 54%, which is kind of funny because I was reaching for something different and was like, oh, 56%, that's a little much. <laughs> so I settled on this at 54, but um, you and I both- for a Wednesday night. Uh, yeah, just a yeah. random recording session, but you and I both think this is a Glen Scotia. I'm like 99% sure yeah. that's, that's a Glen Scotia where they like threw a teaspoon of Springbank or something into, into yeah. the cask. I'm almost but it's, certain it's but either way Scotia. it's delicious what's in your glass tonight uh i uh, oddly enough i also went to campbelltown oh um one of my acquisitions and this one sorry north america you can't get it um thanks to scott shout out scott uh your buddy our buddy yeah member of our little whiskey club um was over in the uk and then had some family coming back and so I said, hey, if you could maybe send this, this would be amazing. So this is the Glen Scotia. This is the 2022 seasonal release. So they do a special seasonal release every year. And every year I look at it and I'm like, man, I really want to try that. It sounds amazing. So this year I actually got it. So it is a 12-year-old uh, uh, finished in Amontillado, Amontillado sherry casks. Um, also at a full cask strength of 53.3%. It is delicious now have i tried this yet yes a have. sample of well, yes well you, you did get a sample up uh with, so, with, with the whiskey dad this oh yeah the, oh that's right that's the super dark one yeah, yeah. Uh, that's right right yeah uh, you know what yeah. if if i can't remember right away what the flavor profile is i guess it just means i'll have to have another uh Actually, I think you did send two samples up, you generous bastard, you. I did. Uh, yeah, so I've probably got another one back there. I could go and have a, go okay. and have a pour. But oh yeah, so nice. So Mandalorian, yeah, that that happened a while ago. Yeah, that happened and finished a while ago. I mean, it's almost. Mm -hmm. we sh we'll end this one with a, a hype meter for something that drops tomorrow, the night that we're recording this. Uh, it will have dropped when everybody's listening to this. But yeah, season three of the Mandalorian. Let's do. 
overall impressions of this season. You go first. All right. Like all things Star Wars, I'm glad this exists. I have a really hard time dunking on a lot of things. So I, maybe it's because I'm getting older and uh, I'm not quite as critical, I guess, as I used to be. I'm happy this exists. I enjoyed my time with Din Jaren and Din Grogu, and we can get to the naming conventions uh, later. Um, but I, I really did. I, I enjoyed my time. I, I feel like there was three kind of different stories that were happening, much like some classic Star Wars tropes of having three different things going on at any given time in the, uh, the OG movies. But I enjoyed my time when we were with Mando and Grogu. I did like the Bo-Katan story arc. I was a little confused by some of the other things, but uh, overall, um, I, think, I think we got where we needed to be. Maybe that's, maybe I'll say that. And then uh, you, you go ahead. Let me know what your overall big thoughts are. And then we can, you know, we'll pick some nits and we'll get into our favorite things as we go here. Yeah, sounds good. I mean, I will dunk on some of this. Um, <clears throat> overall, though, I'm with you. I'm happy it exists. I enjoyed 90% of the episodes. Um, there was one complete throwaway episode that really didn't need to exist in my opinion um but overall yeah it was it's fine it's fun uh i i'm i'm with you i'm with a lot of other people i think that the best parts of this show are din and grogu going on adventures and there just wasn't much of that so i i'm with you where i'm happy where we ended up but i came out of it kind of asking the question of did this need to exist? Like why, like you said, happy where they ended up. I, I came out of this the same way that I came out of the final season of Game of Thrones. I'm happy where we ended up. The journey to get there was a little clunky. And I'll say this was, I mean, hands down my least favorite of the three. Yeah. That being said, I would still put this above the book of boba fett yeah other than the two episodes of mando that were there <laughs> and i and i enjoyed this more than kenobi yeah so so it's good but yeah the worst of the three yeah like i i kind of feel like it's a the season as a whole is sort of like a solid seven <laughs> you know it's it's fine the the highlights of it i think got up to like you said like you know you enjoyed 90 percent of it i think the highs got to like a nine out of ten mm -hmm. um like when it was good it was really good but then like like episode three of this season um chapter 19 the convert useless where, where they just spent a whole whack of time on on Coruscant and not let you know like going to Coruscant's a, a bad thing but you know Dr. Pershing is back and I, I know what they're trying to do they're trying to make the cloning of Palpatine in the sequel yeah. trilogy a thing it that makes, makes sense. sense yeah but right you know, we, but we know all that I just it was such a useless episode because none of it paid off no, and, and that's that's what I was going to say. It's we we spent uh, whatever forty five minutes or 
or however long it was. I think it was the um, longest episode of the season. You're right. I think it. I think that was the one that pushed an hour. <laughs> um, and we knew that the the former uh, Moff Gideon's former communications officer, like the whole reclamation project of you know you have to bring you know ex Nazis back into the fold. You can't just you know imprison them all. And like okay, sure, yeah. Um, but like obviously you knew she was the bad apple. Um, like that wasn't, you know, surprise, surprise. Yeah. We knew Moff Gideon was still here, still here. But then again, that was the other thing that sort of bothered me is the big bad was Gideon, but I don't, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why he did the things he did. Like why put your base on Mandalore? Why? Like I, you know. He wants to have Beskar. Okay, that that's cool. Like you can mine the Beskar. Um, he wants to finish the Great Purge of Mandalore, I suppose. But again, like you said, I just don't feel like that that really got paid off. Yeah, uh, his suit was super cool. Uh, I like yeah. the idea of him trying to turn into a Force user. Although, if it's a clone of you, it's not him. It's not you, so you won't know that. So, anyways. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the fight scene at the end was really cool, like him yeah. against uh, well, Din and, and Bo Katan. And let's let's split but... this up a little bit. Let's do let's dunk on it first, and then we'll end on posies. <laughs> so we'll do a what didn't work. So yeah, that Pershing episode useless to me. Um, and again, I understand it's a, it's it's a heavy task for Filoni and Favreau to try and right the wrongs of the sequel trilogy and also some of the wrongs of the prequel trilogy with bringing the Naboo starfighter back into it. I, I understand it's a heavy lift, etc., but I appreciate them trying. Um, but, but yeah, that, uh, that, uh, that episode was kind of useless. Um, I also... Jack Black is fine. Lizzo is f- a wonderful musician. I I had no idea that was Lizzo. Nice. Like I I assumed it was somebody. Yeah. But I think that really helped me enjoy that particular thing a little bit more. Right. Just because I was like, oh, it's Jack Black and somebody. Right. And that's, you know, me showing my age and lack of uh, diversity in my music uh, right. appreciation, I suppose. But I, I, I don't know. I, it just felt th- that whole thing, once again, felt we need an excuse to have a fancy dinner party with a lot of colors. Right. So let's go have Grogu be cute and eat again because everyone loves, you know, Grogu eating. And that was the excuse to then go and talk to all the, like, the other Mandalorians. Right. Yeah, I mean, again, I I get it. That was another episode that I was kind of like, did we need this? You know, and there's a big thing on a lot of people are weirded out by him just kicking droids. <laughs> and like, wow, you apparently learned nothing about your droid hatred and you're just going to start kicking my other issues in that episode were like you can draw blood 
out of a droid and there was legitimately a line that was like oh this is it's gonna take so long it's gonna take a long time to figure out who's behind this and they were like can you enhance that and then they just zoomed in and they're like oh yeah it's it's nanobots it's uh, it's christopher lloyd it's doc brown is the bad guy go get him i was gonna say it was the the awesome chloe from 24 like zoom in and enhance <laughs> like reposition the satellite <laughs> oh okay and then they just figured it out it yeah like with the droid thing you're right like it seemed it seems like they were going for like droid rights with that mm -hmm. like droid only bar and i was like okay fine and then he's like kicking the other droids which i was like oh he's trying to figure out if he could make one go you know go bonkers like right uh, okay but it's this it's this whole like the whole first season he's got this he hates droids this mistrust in droids and then ig11 he like it gets reprogrammed it saves his kid blah 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 the majority of season two you know there's a little bit of droid stuff but it's it almost seems like he's understands and he no longer has this giant prejudice towards droids and then this episode he's like nah fuck them all kill them who cares i will rip out your friggin memory circuits and just burn you all i don't care like it was just kind of a weird a weird backslide like his relationship with with r5 as well um it's like yeah well you just go out there because it's not going to hurt you and like don't worry about yeah. it buddy like go down into the mines see what's there um anyways it's it's just a it's again it's a lot of time spent on the existential question of whether droids have souls and do they deserve to have rights and can they feel pain and all these things that i'm just like all right like i guess if this is how you want to spend your very precious mando time like there's a whole there's the whole comic book arc that is just called star wars droids <laughs> like i don't know do it there yeah but, that's fair yeah. um another thing that i thought was weird was having old greg as a pirate king uh and that's a shout out to anybody who knows the almighty boosh with old greg but that guy looked like old greg and i bet he had a mangina and drank baileys from a shoe some people are really laughing at that and if you don't know what i'm talking about yeah go google old greg because uh, that looks like the pirate king gorian shard um that was weird um uh and then we i guess we gotta do dark saber for people that are all about symbols and everything like yes the history of the dark saber matters but then at the end where you know mando's just like yeah but technically and you didn't win it off me but this person you know like this big weird spidery monster thing um, knocked me out hey, so harry potter elder wanted it yes yes exactly yeah exactly S spoiler alert for 20 year old harry potter <laughs> but but also i so the the dark saber is like any other lightsaber mm -hmm. right it's got a kyber crystal mm -hmm. it's got a hilt and it's not magical so why is it super heavy for people who can't use it well they go into that in rebels well i know they go into that in rebels but for anyone who hasn't seen rebels this makes literally 
no sense because they just they, they sort of yada yada it a little bit in season two i was in book of boba fett yeah right. or sorry in book of boba fett when man yeah, yeah season 2.5 of mando yeah when the armor is talking to him about it about how like you have to believe that you yeah, can yeah, wield yeah. it and so like there's there's that and and when you see man when you see din trying to wield it again in this in this season like he uses it very sparingly and then just goes away from it because he right. realizes he can't do it whereas bo katan is like a samurai with that like episode two she picks it up and just yeah like annihilates creepy spider yeah so yeah. So that was, you know, again, that's fine. I liked when he said, I don't follow you because of some symbol or whatever. I follow you because you're a good leader. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I like that. And once again, uh, the Monty Python line, like a mythical tart handing out swords from a lake, um, you know, oh. is no way to, is no way oh, to govern. Great, Paul. <clears throat> so again. That's a great, Paul. Thank you. I'm thank sorry. You. Thank I, you for I, that. I, sorry. Cheers. I, I cheers oh. you. Listen, strange women lying in ponds distributing swords is no basis for a system of government. Supreme executive power derives from a mandate from the masses, not from some farcical aquatic ceremony. Be quiet. Oh, but you can't expect to wield supreme executive power just because some watery tart threw a sword at you. Shut up. Oh, but if I went round saying I was an emperor, just because some moistened bint had loved a scimitar at me, they put me away. Shut up! Because that's not even like a, the Knights Who Say Knee poll. That is such an offshoot on Holy Grail with that one socialist guy. Oh, man. Sorry. That's fucking hilarious. So I liked how, you know, he just said, like, you're a true leader. And, yeah. you know, I, I'll follow you. And, you know, and like he gives her the saber. And that's cool. And then everyone, like, you know, falls in line. Mm -hmm. And then Gideon's been trying to get the saber for this whole time, and then he just breaks it for no reason once he finally gets it back. I was like, all right. Like, so again, we've spent all this time on the mythology of the Darksaber, and it just gets thrown out. So, uh, yeah, I agree. And the part that really bummed me out about the getting rid of it, I mean, first of all, I think it's, it's really awesome. I've always thought the Darksaber was awesome. Back from Clone Wars and Rebels and the comics and Maul having it and all that stuff. Like, it's just, it's it's a really cool looking blade. But it would have, in my opinion, I'm not a writer. Maybe I could get a writing job with them all on Strike well, At the moment, maybe. Uh, it could be. <laughs> um, I just think it would have meant more if Bo-Katan had been the one to discard it a la harry with the elder wand if she was maybe with like his lightsaber at the end of jedi yeah where he throws it down in front of the emperor like or the same with in the last jedi too yeah um but like i just think it would have meant more and had more impact if you get through all this thing blah 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 they defeat gideon and then they're at little fucktard Ragnar's swearing in ceremony at the living waters. And then she gives a big speech of like, Hey, you know what? Shouldn't rule <laughs> person who holds a stick and then throw it into the water. She's reverse Excalibur, a reverse Excalibur. And then, and then, you know what? Then it's down there with the mythosaur so that whoever gets the mythosaur, the dark saber comes back. Like the mythosaur grabs it and he holds onto it or whatever, whatever. Yeah. I just think that it's a better character move for Bo-Katan to be the one to decide yeah. 
or to be the one to give the speech to the Mandalorians of like, hey, we don't need this. This doesn't need to govern who's the ruler. Yeah. Let's just do it. Mm. Not based off of a magical weapon. Anyway. How do we feel about Mech Grogu? Inside the body of his savior, IG-11. I wasn't as upset about the whole like, oh, it's a corpse car. No, no, that didn't bother me. I funny yeah um less, no no less, no that's that's funny <laughs> less tactical than the floating orb like yes the, mo- the mobility on that floating orb was was way better yeah, let, okay, yeah. let's let's flip over to oh sorry we need to do one more i got one more dunk yeah one more dunk okay we'll get into the, the good stuff because there was a lot of good stuff this sounds yeah. like i'm really crapping on this no no, no no there's there's a lot of good stuff there's eight there's episodes one... and we've talked about three things three key things we didn't like there'll be I'm... a lot of things we did like oh yeah and there's one thing that i was just so happy about um and i know part of part of doing this i mean i'm going to call us being part of the culture being reviewers etc um the fact that like there was so many theories at the end of chapter 23 the spies about who the spies were and then it was just fucking nobody yeah and it's like oh no the armor is the double agent has no, to be has to be the armor no it's axe woves he's the spy oh no it's it's skinny pete from breaking bad uh, yeah <laughs> he's the spy like and then it was just nothing oh yeah like, i mean it was that was just a bummer because it was like a full week of like theorizing and talking to like i was talking to friends and like who's it gonna be how's this oh well gideon had horns on his helmet just like the armor so they're in they're, line well they're both maul delorians like yeah. followers from you know darth maul when he was the ruler of mandalore like i lo- that was my favorite one well and it had one like i also saw one where it's like maybe she's dathomir she's from dathomir and that's yeah. why she has the horns on her helmet so she was going to take her helmet off and like She's the same race as Maul and like all this. And then it was just, nope, it's just Kane. It's yeah. just the spy yeah. is just, yep. just her. that we knew Did when six Axe, episodes ago. Yeah. When Axe was flying back up through the stratosphere, did Sorry, you think he was more dunk there too? Like, did you think, oh, we got to talk about, I thought it was him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So did I. I was like, oh man, he's going and he's going to send all of them down there, take control of the ship and then bomb them all. Or I thought that like, oh, the armor went up with with those injured people from yeah. the pirate boat from the she's gonna go up and like reverse Trojan horse it. Like, hey, we're coming yeah. back and then take over the ship or something like that. Yeah. Um, but so in Jetpack fuel economy? Jetpack fuel, you can't save Paz Vizla's kid who's nope. can't fly across the lake too far. Two miles. I mean, who knows? They may have been flying in those things for 20 minutes, chasing that fucking dinosaur on Monster Island, which why do you live on Monster Island? Because you got to keep those blades sharp, my dude. That's fair. (laughs) But then he can just go to space? Sure. Okay. And And they can have a prolonged air-to-air battle with the awesome dark troopers. The argument that you could have is that it's like Din's covert, they're on Monster Island it's a different group of Mandalorians. Maybe they've got better fuel. Yeah. And Axe or floating around the galaxy, they can actually get better anyways. Yeah. And they took off like right away. They've just got their, <clears throat> yeah. you know, their, their uh, conservation fuel yeah. pack in, <laughs> you know, like in case of emergency fuel, as opposed to like, we're going to battle fuel. Yeah. Okay. So 
that's fine. <laughs> All right, let's get to the good stuff because because there was a lot of good. Mandalorians retaking Mandalore. We get Mandalore back. They're going to rebuild Mandalore. Awesome. Awesome. Lighting the forge. Awesome. awesome. Living Great waters. Stuff. Mythosaur. Awesome. Little bummed there was more payoff, but I, you got to yeah. tease something for the next <clears throat> season. Yeah, yeah. Here's, here's a question. Did Din fall or did the Mythosaur pull him? What are your thoughts? I think the Mythosaur 100% pulled him. I am 100% on the other side of this. Really? Oh, okay. Yes. I, because... I didn't think... I don't think he realized that it was a drop-off. I thought he oh. thought it was just a waiting pool, and he's wearing Beskar, and he just like, Wah! and then it just sunk like a stone because he's wearing okay. Beskar and didn't have a jetpack. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, I, I can also see that. Mm -hmm. um, and and I guess if, if we're going the route of Bo-Katan being the true leader of Mandalore, then the Mythosaur didn't pull him. And he never, and he never saw, he never saw the Mythosaur. Right. So the Mythosaur revealed itself to Bo-Katan and right. that's good. And she like communed with Grogu. Well, I mean, obviously, hmm. I mean, when's Grogu getting his helmet? I want that Beskar helmet with the ear slots. That's so funny. A lot of people don't want that, but oh, those people can suck it. Yeah, what's cooler. What's cooler than bounty hunting force sensitive Grogu. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, okay. So myths are cool. Mandalore yeah. cool. Lighting the forge cool. What else did what else in this season did you really like? Uh Grogu taking control of his own destiny. Oh, nice. And flying the ship back to get Bo to save to save Din. Um saving them in the very last episode and not immediately passing out and just being like, hey guys, that was cool. Um Giving I think the Praetorian guards the business. Oh yeah. He gave them the business. Yeah, it's the Just Praetorian like, the Praetorian guards also. Yes. Like really so rad. cool. Um they've they've done a very good job with making them a lot cooler than the original trilogy where they just stood there and read and did fuck all and you're like these guys protect the emperor. They've got to be badass. And you never see them do yeah. fuck did all. Did you I mean I think I lent it to you. I don't know if you ever read it. Did you read the Crimson Empire Dark Horse uh comic run? If so, it would have been years ago. Because that's kick -ass all. In that. Oh, it's so kick-ass, and it's all about what the elite guards do after Palpatine falls. Ooh, all right. And it's it's awesome. Anyways, Crimson of, Empire. Of course, I have it, and okay. yes, I'll get it to you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure because I think I found one of those one of the issues for you at Heroes. Yes, yes, you I did. Think... It's like an awesome cover. Anyways, I think they might have this. I'll go look for it. Anyways, go um, go have a peek. But yeah, yeah like they're awesome. And yes. they're like a lot of theorizing is that they're force sensitive, which makes them like elite, like, you know, elite fighters and like just under sort of just below where a Jedi would be. I would like um, to see the Praetorian Guards fight the, the Knights of Ren, who also. Yes. <sighs> I, yeah, there, there's another there thing that's that. slightly used in the current Crimson Rain, Crimson okay. uh, comic run that's going on right now. They're they're in it. Um, not still not quite as cool as I wish they could be. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, anyways, Grogu getting um, sort of being able to tell his own part of the the story, um, getting some autonomy. I think is uh, is really good because he mm -hmm. like he can't be this cute cuddly doesn't talk ever 
um, character going forward much longer. Right. Like, like otherwise it's just, you know, all right, we're babysitting a cute creature so we can sell these toys. Like he, he's yeah. got to start doing something. Yeah. And I think we're going to get his, we're going to get him talking next season. I think. Yeah, Chris Pratt, right? Oh God. It's a me. <laughs> apparently, that, apparently that movie's awesome. Apparently if it. you're, apparently if you're a kid, it is super fun. Yeah. This is super Mario for those who don't know what we're talking about. Um, okay. A couple other things that I liked. Um, as a diehard Rebels head, as everybody listening to this oh, knows, yes. Sorry. Zeb was Zeb. totally kick-ass. Yeah. Um, and how good did he look? Amazing. Like, like way better than you would have thought live-action well, Zeb was going to look, right? So when we did our pro like our projections or predictions for the yeah. season, I mean, I think I went over on all of mine. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I said we were going to get Thrawn, and I thought we were going to get Sabine. Yeah. Never. I never thought we would get Zeb. Oh, he would have been my last pick. I thought we'd get Hera, Chopper. Like, sure. 100%. He would have been the last one. Yeah. I'm a little bummed that when Zeb was there, he wasn't hanging out with Callus. That would have been. That would have been just so good. That was so good. But seeing live action Zeb was great. Being voiced by the guy who did him in Rebels. Yes. Amazing. Even, even better. I know. Um the news came out midway through because star wars celebration yes in the middle of this run it's came out that maz mickelson is actually playing thrawn the guy who voiced thrawn so good oh my gosh the like, ahsoka trailer so came good. out uh it looks so we've seen sabine and hera and chopper yeah. it looks crazy anyway it looks back to so good, yeah but yeah zeb, zeb was amazing um i i really like I like the the rebel, the guy from Kim's, Kim's Convenience. I yeah. like him. I like his character. I like yeah. the, the drop in. Um, yeah, no, I appreciated him sort of skirting around New Republic policy. Yep. To... I, I, did, I did like that. There was some good cameos. Christopher Lloyd was a little bit weird, but um, Tim Meadows is great. I always love seeing Tim Meadows. Yep. So even though that was like the only redeeming part of that fucking episode to me. Well, um, I mean, if we're, if we're talking cameos, best one was Keller and Beck. Fair. Right? Well, like, okay, so that was getting, that was going to oh, be the, okay, the, sorry. the last, yeah, the last, sorry. that's the last ultimate, Yeah, the ultimate redemption story of all time. Um, <clears throat> well, fuck it, let's just talk about that now. Yeah. So, yes. Order 66, again. <laughs> Who saved Grogu? This has been theorized for years and years. Yeah. Um, Mace Windu was a fun one. So my prediction, that was the other prediction, was have you watched Bad Batch yet? Uh, no. God damn not, it. Not, not all of season two, no. Okay. Well, one of the, another Jedi who survived Order 66 is in Bad Batch season two. I thought that was going to, I was like, maybe that's the person who saved Grogu, which yeah. would have been also fun. Uh, not that person. But we did find out who it was. So Keller and Beck, uh, before we get to the really awesome part about this, who is Keller and Beck? Really weird that he was a game show host. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that was really strange. That part's strange. But why is it so awesome for those that might not know the full reason? 
Yeah, for those that don't know, the actor who plays Kalerin Beck is Ahmed Best, and he's best known in the Star Wars universe as being Jar Jar Binks, who, and the hate of Jar Jar Binks drove Ahmed Best to, like, suicidal. Consider suicide. Yeah. And to see him come back and play a absolutely awesome Jedi Master, saving the like the most, most beloved the most character, <laughs> the most important character in Star Wars currently. Yeah. And just the reaction from the fan base has just been so overwhelmingly positive. Like, it's just, it's such a nice story that yeah. that they went back and, like, gave him his awesome Star Wars moment. Yeah, I agree. Um, I do think it's, it's also, I mean, as we're getting older, I mean, we're OG Star Wars, not truthers. You know, we had issues with the prequels, like a lot of people, yeah. but it's been... 20 odd years now so you know there is a whole contingent of people who are like i grew up with the prequels i think yeah. they're great yeah and they're now in their 20s and stuff so they're now also watching this so they're like no jar jar was great i don't know what the big problem was he's he's awesome well, but yeah see one of our most recent short box episodes where i say the phantom menace is a perfect star wars movie if you're a kid my and... son loved it and I think your son is crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but yeah, no, it was so good to see. Yeah. To see him get his due. And like, he hauled ass. Like he just. Oh, he sure did. Gave those clone troopers what's what. Yeah. And he was dual wielding, right? Yes. Like. Because he picked up one of the other. That's right. He yeah. Up one of the down Jedi's lightsabers. And just, yeah, goes to the town. One, yeah, the one who who got Grogu in the elevator or something like that. Or Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, that was, that was really cool. I really liked, liked that scene. I hope we get more because I mean, and I hope that, I mean, again, if they're connecting all these universes, cause there is in Kenobi, like the best, one of the best parts of Kenobi for me was when they talked about the path. Yes. And when Kenobi was in that, house cave and was like oh Quinlan was here yes and so I'm like good lord if we get Keller and Beck taking Grogu and it's like him and Quinlan Voss are the ones who like hide him and protect him yeah like, I like give me that as a as a full season of like the history of how did Grogu get to yeah, how did he how end did, up with with those that village full of people protecting him? Where I mean, where Din and IG Eleven blasted a bunch of good guys. Good, good, good. are they? Are they good guys? That's the thing. Like, were they? Like, I don't know. Like, did they kidnap him? Yeah, and they're holding him from Pershing. Like, because it seems like Pershing might have had him before, and they're trying to get him back. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's. I, I've thought about that and I was like, oh God, it's the very first episode. <laughs> slaughtered 30 good guys. <laughs> slaughtering people who are protecting the Jedi. And then you're just kind of like, go get them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Ugh, that's, that's weird. But yeah, yeah um, I, I think that was. They looked bandity. They right. They, they, yeah. They sort of, you know, but I honestly, I think that the, the, the Ahmed best of it all was yes. one of, if not my favorite part of this whole season. 
Yeah. It was great. Yeah. That the, uh, I mean, the armor telling Bo she could take off her helmet and that she walks in both worlds and this is the way and like that, that was really cool. Yep. Um, Cause I, I, I really thought the armor was like so radical that there would be no middle ground. Right. So it was nice to like, it was nice to see that side of like, you know, the Mandalorian ideology was able to like find a common path to walk. Yeah. Um, so I loved at the end when they relight the, the forge of Mandalore it's and great. they're all there like clinking their best gar and like so that was that was really great too yeah that was that was dope um shit i just had something in my brain that i was like yeah i'm gonna talk about that next yeah. and it's gone yeah but bonk, i mean bonk. i think i mean also the carl weathers um we got <laughs> yes. we got a couple really good mando oh yeah um so that was nice and i like how he's got them you know gave him a little cottage seeing the babu frick little yeah uh, yeah and quillians and dillians something sure like, something like that they're they're adorable yeah good to see them and um, it was nice that uh din took payment in the form of an ig um circuit so that he was able to rebuild yeah ig 11 and like there you go there's your marshal yeah yeah it was great um, I mean, the uh, some of the action sequences were great. The the ship battle with uh, Din and Bo-Katan <clears throat> when yes. they're getting chased by Tie Fighters. The Tie Fighters, like, yeah, that was just his N one Starfighter. Oh, that ship rules! It's so cool. Like when, when he aerial... turns against the pirates. Yeah, and he just oh, yeah. fly. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, the aerial combat with all of the Mandalorians versus the like super troopers yep <laughs> was super fun uh especially like watching the armor just haul ass with a hammer and tongs fly around yeah in air that was just, yeah that was really awesome really cool um so yeah all in all an enjoyable season um excited to see more um, yeah yeah what are they talking 20 2020 late 2024 early 2025 i think it's is the last like thing that. i saw Dude. like timeline like it, so these announcements that came out at celebration are very exciting so like we get ahsoka we're getting another season of mando um there's but the plan Obi is like obi-wan 2 oh they did announce that i think bummer um I visions too we're gonna get to that because that's yeah. out as you're listening to this that's it. that's right um, but Filoni's getting a movie. Yep. But it's not until like forever. It's like 2030 or 2032. It's, it's like it's eight so years. far. It's like yeah. eight years from now. Yeah, they're going full MCU on this with the Filoni verse and connecting connecting rebels all the way through to the sequel trilogy. Yeah. So I understand, so, like, if that's the plan, you got to lay these breadcrumbs to make sense of the somehow Palpatine return line. Um, yeah. Yada, 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 Palpy's back. Yeah, but I mean, there's, like, we're getting the skeleton crew and yep. the Acolyte, which, hello. That that looks really cool. Especially with the, the one casting that came out was uh, Jonas, 
the the guy who took over for Peter Mayhew as Chewie. Yeah. And is in is in High Willow. Republic Wookiee. He's a Jedi. Old school. He's playing just a full on Wookiee Jedi. Yeah. My God. Yeah, that's gonna be awesome. Oh my God. That made me so excited for that for that show because that's like way in the past, right? Yes, the High Republic pre all of this. Yeah. So, all right. So there's just like yeah, Star so... Wars coming out of our eyeballs. Oh, yeah. Coming up. But um, real quick, and we're going to get out of here, and then we're going to come back next episode. We're going to do something fun. We're going to do a little prop, do our prop little draft. draft that we talked about. Um, we'll explain all that in the next episode. But before we go, yeah, Visions. Vision Season 2 is out on Star Wars Day, May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Yeah, which I, I'm kind of getting sick of that trope. <laughs> Never. <laughs> no, you're all for it. Revenge of the Fifth. Yeah. Return of the Sixth. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Follow yeah. Mark Hamill. Watch all the things that he posts over the next week. They're that's awesome. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, Vision Season 2 is coming out May 4th on Disney+. Plus. I'm very excited. I loved the first season yeah and i'm i mean some are better than others but sure um for those that don't know they basically let animation studios come up with their own stories and it's just like own style do whatever you want it's just it's within the star wars realm so it's not skywalker related it has nothing to do with it it's just one shot little stories but just it they exist within the world of star wars so the best one the best one from season one was the very first one, which was like a Ronin. Yeah, just the Ronin with just like a wandering Sith. I guess. Jedi? Sith. Yeah. Um, anyways, I want to get the book. Like it's it's spun off into like a four hundred page novel. <laughs> um oh, cool. I I got the one shot comic I read that. based off that character, which was really dope. That was fun. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 just really cool to get other people's like I was gonna say vision Ugh. Yeah. other other people's take on like just completely original Star Wars stories and I think this is what all hardcore diehard Star Wars fans want is like can we just not have everything be about the Skywalker saga it doesn't have to be yeah. and I love Luke <laughs> like yeah. I love this you know this timeline but there's so many cool eras and stories that could be told like the Old Republic is amazing Every, you know like let everybody wants darth revan just give us yeah, fucking uh, something yeah. with darth revan please yeah. and if you don't darth, know darth revan good golly good golly go and yeah play nice the like, republic <laughs> yeah go read that legends book oh so good it's so good yeah yeah. Um, on a scale of one to Darth Vader how excited mm. are you for grand admiral grand, grand admiral thrawn oh i i cannot I cannot be more excited for Ahsoka, especially yeah. when I heard that, heard and saw that like Filoni, and and I think one of the reasons why this show wasn't maybe as great as previous is Filoni wasn't as involved with Mando season three as he was with seasons one and two because he was spending all of his time on the Ahsoka show because Ahsoka is his character, his favorite character, his favorite character. He created her, yeah, and it's yeah. his favorite character and. I think it was, was it the spies or no, it was the foundling. I think was the one that he co-wrote. It was either, it was either the, uh, the Ahmed best episode. See, he did the, the, uh, the spies, the spies. Okay. 
Yeah, with Favreau. So, so that like, and the Foundling. Sorry, with so the Keller and Beck. So the two best episodes, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, the last one was great because it's just a big shoot 'em up. Yeah. But like two of the better episodes were the ones he was involved with. So I do think that. And again, I'm not. I can't make it, so I'm not dunking on Favreau and Fumiyama and all the other people involved, like Bryce Dallas Howard and all those. Like I'm not not saying they did a bad job, but it's. I could not be more excited for Ahsoka. And I could not be more excited for Thrawn. And I think he is, he's in the main, like, oh God, just go watch Rebels, people, please. Yeah. You have no idea how amazing he is as a character. I'm so excited that I went out and picked up the uh, Timothy Zahn Thrawn trilogy novels from nice. like the recent ones. Nice. So like I'm, I don't know, like I'm 250 pages into that first book, which is giving Thrawn's backstory and just, yeah, like the Chiss is a race, his like strategic mind, like he's amazing. Yeah, he's so, the yeah. best. Yeah. He's the best. Could not be more excited. And orange lightsabers on the bad guys? What? What? <laughs> anyway, we're going to do a whole other episode on prepping for Ahsoka before yeah. that comes out um so that's gonna wrap it for this one but come back soon folks we're gonna do a fun little star wars prop draft yeah we will and we've got more short boxes and eventually we're gonna go through and review a whole lot of whiskey yeah get those up on youtube because this is the whiskey geeks after all and we have done been lacking on the whiskey side star of things wars and stuff yeah. than whiskey so uh keep coming back folks i promise it's uh, more content is coming um kids are crazy so for the whiskey <laughs> geeks my name's tim and i'm alex and remember scotch and stories and star wars they belong together cheers bud bye